Hello and greetings to each of you this day. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Kenya C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. Listen, I'm a grace girl, daughter of the King of Kings and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to walk with me on today as I share a word of encouragement. So listen, grab your coffee or have a sip of tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ, the life applications of what it truly means to being love in action. Welcome, welcome, welcome again. It is always a pleasure and an honor to be in the presence of my brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. Amen. I thank God for each and every one of you this week. I pray that this week has been one that has been filled with the blessings of God. And even in those moments, maybe when perhaps you didn't even think you were going to make it, that God showed up and showed out in your life. Amen. Listen, I'm always excited about Thursdays because again, this is a day that I get to share with each and every one of you. I say thank you to all of the returning listeners who come back week after week, um, who are listening, who are waiting for a word of the Lord. And I thank each and every one of you. And of course, for you who maybe this is your first time you were browsing or scrolling through uh, iTunes or perhaps the Podbean app and you saw this app, this this podcast, and you said, let me see what this podcast is about. I pray that something that is said today blesses you and uh, encourages you to seek the very heart and the word of God. Amen. Listen, I'm going to jump right into the podcast on today. And this is a topic I, that is very near and dear to my heart. When God blessed this and put this on my heart, I, I tell you in this season of my life, Many times before I share the word of God with you, it it seems like this word is tailor made for me. (laughs) You know, I'm just being honest. Sometimes I just feel like God allows me to minister to myself first before I can minister to others. Amen. So listen, let's get into the topic today. I'm going to talk about today to a story that many who are believers are familiar with. And if you're not, I'm going to encourage you to to read it um, when you get a moment. But today I'm going to talk to you guys about a season of, uh, and, and I'm going to ask you the question, are you having a, a, an, a, a Abraham and Sarah moment? Yeah, I know. Uh, what are you talking about, woman of God? I'm going to ask the question again, and I want you to think about it as I begin to indulge into this story. Are you having a an Adam and Sarah season? I'm going to say it again and I'll transpose it a little bit. Are you having a Sarah and Abraham moment? I want you to be mindful of this declarations that the word of God says the promises of God are yes and amen. So that means that whatever God says, it will come to pass. Amen. But the truth is, however, when whenever we 
alter God's plans regarding the promises for our lives by stepping out of the will of God, there are consequences. Amen. And in those consequences, uh, you know, those consequences can create other circumstances. But when God promises you something, he makes a covenant with you, then that covenant will come to pass regardless of the consequences. Can I encourage you today for those who are listening? Maybe you're in that Sarah and Abraham season in your life where God has given you a promise. He's made a covenant with you. And, and, and then because of what is happening in your life, you don't believe, you're doubting, you don't understand how it's going to come to pass. There are three things that kill or help to distort the promises that God has for us. Impatience, which is uh, the, the mindset that you got to have it now, or you don't want to continue to go through the waiting process. Amen. That consuming desire, impatience and consuming desire can go hand to hand. And it, and, and it brings us to a place of stall or uh, uh, it can whip us. What about doubting? Um, many times we can doubt because of our current circumstances. And then the third thing is emotional instability. When our emotions are not put in check. And the only way that our emotions can be put in check is if we're honest with God in the process of waiting. Amen. When we can say to God, listen, I, I'm all over the place. I, I, I need you, God. I, I know you've said this to me. You've promised this to me. But right now, my feelings are all over the place. Uh, can I be honest with you today? You know me, I'm going to keep it real because I feel like the life application of the word of God is to help us live a daily uh, uh, life in God where we can use the word of God and apply it to our lives that we can become victorious. This is not a, this podcast is not about giving you a word just to, you know, feed your appetite. Listen, I want you to be victorious in your everyday life. I want you to be honest and real with God so that he can allow through the word of God and the Holy Spirit that lives in you to be able to make it. And if we don't do it that way, then we're fighting. A, 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 we're playing a game with ourselves. Amen. So listen, we're going to get life applications in here and we're going to get honesty in this podcast. Amen. So here is, is what we're going to talk about. There are three things that God is going to do. When he promises something for your life, we're going to look at Genesis 15 through chapters 15 through 21. So I'm going to do an overview. So we, when you get an opportunity and you want to read about this story, I always want to encourage people to just really get into the word of God and begin to study not only the word, but the characters, because the characters in the Bible were normal everyday people that had purpose on their lives and they went through normal everyday things that we experienced. They had to make decisions that we have to make. And sometimes they did things that was outside of the will of God, but then God still showed up and showed out just like the story I'm going to share with you. But there's three, there's three main factors that God does when he makes a promise. So here in the, in the book of Genesis, chapters 15 through 21, I'm going to do a, a, a summary of it. But I'm going to focus uh, initially on Job, I'm sorry, Genesis 15, 
verses four through six. And then the word of God says, then the word of the Lord came to him. Him is Abraham. This man will not be an heir, a servant, but a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him aside and said, look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said to him, so shall your offspring be. And verse six says, Abram believed the Lord and he credited to him as righteousness. Glory to God. The first thing in the text I want us to understand is that initially the very first thing you need to understand is that God will establish a promise with you. There, he, he, Here it was a covenant promise, but God will establish first. In other words, he's going to let you know exactly what he's going to do in your life. Here, Abraham was already in his seventies, I believe. And, and he was a, a, a man that had uh, accumulated wealth. And in this culture and during this time, it was imperative in order for the wealth to continue to have an heir. And, and Abraham was concerned. It was Abram at the time because his name had not been changed. So forgive me if I go in between Abram and Abraham. For those of you who are Bible readers and understand, you'll understand it. But for you who are maybe not familiar, understand that his name was initially Abram, but then God changed his name. Hallelujah. Glory to God to Abraham. Can I give you this quick nugget? There are times in our lives when God is doing a great thing that our name will change. Oh, I'll save that one for another one. But there are times in our lives when our name changes for the glory of God. So here is Abraham. Abram, he uh, he's concerned about his life because he does not have an heir to his to continue his legacy. And, and so that's chapter 15 and chapter 16. Here comes the, when the impatience of waiting begins to step in Sarai, his wife at the time goes to her husband and she says to him, husband, listen, I propose to you to sleep with our servant Haggai since she was barren. Can I tell you something that when as women, and we love our husbands, uh, you know, if you're engaged and you love your fiance, man, love is powerful. But here is where impatience or being consumed with a desire can can set us up to step out of the will of God. Here, uh, uh, Sarah proposes to her husband to sleep with a servant since she was barren. I, I know there are some brothers that may be listening and they may say, well, maybe that wasn't a bad thing to do. You know, she loved her husband and she wanted the best for their family. And many times women, uh, 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 you know, this woman, I believe Sarah was in a desperate state you know, she loved her husband and, you know, she had to love him in order to tell him it was OK to sleep with her servant. Now, listen, culturally, this was OK. We're not talking about modern day times. I know people do all kind of stuff, but the Bible says one husband and one wife. Amen. But we're talking about during a time where this was culturally OK, because now the earth needed to be filled. Amen. And so we know that she loved her husband. And love can cause you to do some crazy things. Legally, it was not harmful to, uh, it was legal, but overall it was harmful to the relationship. Sarah never thought about the consequences. Uh, 
And here she gives this, this, this servant to her husband. And then the woman gets pregnant. That's Haggai. And, and now Haggai begins to despise Sarah. Do you know that sometimes you can do something with good intentions, but the consequences of those good intentions causes problems for your life? How many times were your good intentions uh, uh, to do something? And then later on, it came back to bite you. And you're saying, man, why did I do that? We have to be mindful that in our wanting to do things that are right or good, that we don't step out of the will of God. God never told Sarai to give her handmaiden to her husband. And watch this. The husband never, God never told the husband who is the head. So he was out of the will of God as well. He could have said, you know what? No, we're going to wait on God. But you know what? I believe this is me speaking that Abraham, Abraham was okay with it because, you know, as a man, he was getting his flesh met. And also he was getting something met in, in, in reference to an heir. Uh, from his needs. But remember the word of God said when the promise was established, he said, flesh of your flesh, you were going to have a son, right? Amen. So, so here comes Sarai. She gives, um, here comes Sarai, right? Now Haggai is pregnant and she is beginning to despise the the wife. Now, you know, she's pregnant. She's in her emotions. She knows she's not the wife. She probably feeling like, you know, they got me having this baby and, you know, I can't even get my stomach rubbed when I want to. You know, he can't really cater to me. But at the same time, I know that I'm carrying his child. So there is a connection. She might even begin to develop feelings for him. Right. Because we know that when intimacy takes place, that is a soul connection. So here is all of this going on. And now as she begins to go through uh, the pregnancy, um, Sarah began to feel some kind of way because now Haggai playing with her. Let's be honest. And so what happens? Sarah had a hot conversation with her husband, Abraham. And Abraham says, you know what? I'm putting my hands out of it. You deal with it. And as a result of Abraham not standing up as the head of that household and saying, no, he left it in the woman's hand. Now, that'll be a story for another day. But that happens. We're talking about real life people, real life situations. So she she runs away. Haggai runs away, pregnant, possibly put herself in danger and the unborn child. And then as she runs away, the angel of the Lord appears to her, tells her that her child is going to be fine. He's going to be um, successful to a degree, but he tells her to go back. Now watch this. I want you to understand that some, even when we're out of the will of God and make decisions out of the will of God to help God sometimes, because I believe it was not out of maliciousness that Sarah wanted her husband to sleep with her, to have a son. She really wanted him to have an heir. But watch this. Even when we mess up, God, if he promises a thing, he remember he sees the heart. He will still bless it. Come on, somebody. So the first thing we got to remember is that we can't be impatient when God initially establishes the promise. So watch this. Then in chapter 17, this is where 
you see the, the promise, the activation of the promise. Remember, God will establish a promise for you and with you, and then he will activate the promise. Uh, chapter 17, here uh, uh, God begins to um, have a conversation with Abraham. He says, Abraham, listen, you're going to be the father of many nations. You're fruitful. Kings are going to be connected to your lineage. He said in, in doing this time, he changes his name from Abram to Abraham. See, when God establishes and begin to activate, there's a change in your life. Many times it will come with a name change. Some of us go from a miss, missus, from a miss to a missus. Can I bless you this morning? Some of you uh, 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 become a doctor or a lawyer, or uh, uh, esquire. You may become a minister, apostle, a pastor. Come on. Who am I speaking to? to. Uh, you may be a graduate. Something will change in your life. And so God gives Abraham in, in verse in chapter 17 instructions. He tells Abraham to keep my instructions. He tells him that this is where the covenant of the circumcision comes into place. He says that every male child after eight days must be circumcised. And that would be a sign between him and God and Sarah name changes from Sarah to Sarah and God begins to now activate the promise. There are some things that when the activation of the promise come, not only does he give us instructions um, on what to do, that means that we must do it. There's an active part that we must play. Now watch this. We see that the activation has come. And, and, and then in chapter 18, um, angels appear to Abraham. Can I bless you this morning? The angels, God sends the angels to appear. Now, remember, we already know in chapter 15 that uh, uh, God establishes the promise. So now in chapter 17, God begins to activate the promise. And now as in the activation part of the promise, there are some things that are transpiring. I want you to remember that time is still passing. Remember 15, Job was, I'm sorry, uh, Abraham was in his 70s, I believe. So now time is passing. I want you to stick with me because I'm going somewhere. So now the angels of God appear to Abraham and as they appear to Abraham, they tell Abraham that your wife is going to bear you a son sometime next year around this time. Listen, beloved of God, the time has passed. Abraham is no longer a young man. You got to understand that the circumstances are different. Remember, I said to you that when we're doubting because of our current circumstances, that does not negate who God is and what he will do in your life. Remember, when he gives a promise, establishes the promise, uh, every promise in God is yes and amen. Now, we know that he activated the promise. Uh, in other words, he gave him instructions and there were some things that Abraham needed to do. Now, God sends confirmation. Listen, God will give you a promise. Can I be real? He'll give you a promise. And because of circumstances in your life, it does not make sense. It does not even make 
um, seem like it will come to pass. God will say you're going to be debt free next year. And then you looking at all your credit reporting, you all $150,000 in debt. And you're like, God, and, and, and my job, I only make such and such a year. How I'm going to pay this off? Who am I speaking to today? God may be saying, I, I, he may have given you the name of your husband or your wife. And you're, and, and you see that and you're like, God, really? I live over here. He lives over there. We don't even have a relationship. How is that possible? Listen, uh, can I be real with you? Nothing is impossible with God. When he promises you something and he establishes it, he will also activate it and then he will confirm it. So now God sent angels to Abraham. I'm getting excited, y'all. I love the word of God because it reminds me of, of, of the fact that I am Sarah. Can I speak to you today? You, the women who are listening today, you are Sarah's because God has made a promise to you in your life and you're doubting just like Sarah did. Can I, can I continue before I, I just sit here? God said, to these three angels, he sends them to Abraham and he tells Abraham next year around this time, your wife is going to bear you a son. And he is the son that God promised you. And, and doubt sets in because years have passed. The angels called her, called uh, Sarah out because she heard them and she snickered. She laughed and, and, and they asked her, well, why are you laughing? And she said, I didn't laugh. She lied, but she did laugh because in her heart, she was like, they must be crazy. Do they do they not understand who I am and how old I am? So now between chapters 15 and 18, God's initial conversation with with uh, Abraham is confirmed. And now we're getting ready to get into the manifestation. Glory to God. So the last point of the text I want to share with you is that we know, first of all, that God will establish a promise in your life. And then secondly, he will activate that promise. He will give you instructions and then he will also confirm it. Always remember that God will confirm it. If he doesn't confirm it, I want you to go back don't make no moves without him confirming it to you. And usually just like here, he'll use someone else to confirm it to you. Right. And so here is uh, where uh, uh, I get excited and happy now because now we see the manifestation of the promise. Oh, beloved of God. Uh, remember, uh, 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 Sarah was at an old age. Uh, uh, the Bible says in chapter 21, because now we're in chapter 21. It says that uh, 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 there was a birth of Isaac. Uh, to, and, and, and when the, the when the angels told Sarah that she was going to bear a son about a year later, remember that was in chapter 18. Now we're in chapter 21. Can I share something with you? 25 years have passed. Uh, listen, beloved of God, Abraham was in his 70s when uh, uh, they first told him it wasn't until 25 years later that the manifestation of Isaac came into play. Can I tell you what happened? See, Sarah was uh, 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 sitting and listening when it said that because uh, uh, the doubting was because the physical odds were against them. It didn't make sense. Her, 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 her ovaries probably were no longer producing eggs and her husband was old. I know men can make babies until they old, but 
really is the sperm strong enough to really get up in there and do what it got to do. So we was looking at his age and we was looking at a barren woman. Can I tell you, beloved of God, I don't know what you're looking at. Maybe you're looking at the promise that God said to you and you're saying, God, how can this man be my husband? How can this woman be my wife? I, I, I don't even have that kind of relationship with her. God, I live over here and she lives over there. Uh, 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 I, I don't even look at her or him that way. Uh, God, how can this woman or this man be my spouse? Uh, God, how can this job be the job you have for me? God, I don't have this degree, but God, you told me to go. You told me to go. You told me to believe. Oh God, I don't know. You're telling me to start this business. Uh, my credit is jacked up. I can't get no business loan. Who am I speaking to today? Uh, listen, beloved of God, this story is meant uh, to encourage you uh, because as, as believers in Christ, uh, when God gives you a promise, uh, he says it shall be. Listen, learn from the lessons of Sarah and Abraham. When you put your hands in things and try to help God out, there is a consequence. Other lives are connected to you that may hurt as a result of what you're trying to do. Listen, beloved of God, I know it's not always easy. I know it's not always easy. Listen, I, I, I won't sit here and pretend that it's always easy for me. Can I share something with you? When God tells me some things. There is a major thing that he's told me about my life, y'all. And can I be real with you? Only a very few really know what that situation is. And many days recently, it, it, it bothers me and I, and I wrestle with it because I can't see it coming to pass. And I have to be reminded through the word of God that when God makes a promise to you and then he allows uh, uh, and gives you instructions, the man manifestation is right there. Listen, brothers and sisters in Christ. Genesis 21 verses 1 through 2. This is the point. Now that we're talking about the manifestation of the promise. 25 years span time happened from chapter 15 to now chapter 21. God made a promise to to Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. God allowed him and his bearing's wife, his wife who was barren, Sarah, to conceive a healthy child. And yes, he had another son, Ishmael, in the process of that, that he tried to help God out. He allowed his wife and him, they made the decision to try to help God out. And Ishmael was born. And unfortunately, it wasn't Ishmael's fault. He, he, it was the adults that made that decision that put that on his head. But watch this. Let me read to you what verses, chapter 21, verse 1, and 1 through 2 says. Now the Lord was gracious to Sarah, as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah what he had promised. My God. What is it that God has promised you? What has he promised you in your life? Has he promised you that your wayward children would turn to God? Has he promised you that broken relationships within your family would be restored? Has he promised you that, you know, the, the, the man that God has for you 
is here. Or the woman that God has for you is here. Has he promised a new home that you will become a homeowner? Has he promised you that you would be debt free? Has he promised you and showed you that you would would pastor a minister to the people, to the lost and the unsaved? What is that thing? Did he promise you? Did he say, you know, I want you to go back and get your education. What is it? Beloved of God, what is it? Because whatever God promises you, I promise you, he will establish the promise first. Then he will activate the promise. And then lastly, he will manifest the promise. Many of you are like me. You're waiting for the manifestation of that promise. Can I encourage you not to doubt? Yeah, I know we have our doubt. And when we have those moments, be honest with God. Because when we're doubting, because of our current circumstances, I believe it allows God to go even harder on our behalf when we are in the will of God. Don't allow your doubt to make you step out of the will of God and you begin to do things that are not right to try to make the promise come to pass. God is a God of just. He's a truth God, truthful God and he's a kind God. So I pray today from the story of Sarah and Abraham found in Genesis 15, chapters 15 through 21, that it encourages you to understand that no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how you feel that God is faithful, he's faithful and just, and he will do exactly what he said he will do. Listen, maybe you're listening to this podcast today and you don't know the Lord and Savior as don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Some people say a sinner's prayer, prayer of repentance is basically saying, listen, I want to know about Jesus, this Christ. I want to know about God. I want to have a relationship with God. I always say we let the world do to us whatever we want, want the world to do, you know. We be in relationships with men and women and we let them do whatever they want to do to us sometimes. And we won't even give God a chance to do whatever he wants to do in us and through us. The word of God says in Romans 10 and 9, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart. God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Amen. So I invite you to Christ today. Have a a conversation with him. And then I pray as a result of you learning about Jesus the Christ that you will find a local church body to be connected to where you will learn the word of God. Get you a Bible. NIV translation message. There are many different uh, translations that you can use. I use NIV, um, but I use many of the different translations when I'm studying to do comparisons of words and all of those things. But get you a Bible and begin to read it. Go to Bible study so you can learn. I pray for you who may be listening today that accepted Jesus Christ. Listen, next month is it will be a year that the Being Love and Action podcast has been in existence. And we are so excited about that. And we want to bless some of the listeners 
for just listening and we know that this podcast has blessed you we're asking that if it's blessed you send us an email share your stories with us uh, the email is kenya c williams ministries at yahoo.com and it'll be in the description on the podbean app as well as in itunes and we encourage you um to to share with us Amen. And we want to send uh, some wonderful gifts to some of our listeners. So make sure when you send those emails out to us that you include your mailing address and that information so we can mail out your gifts. Listen, being love in action is all about putting love on the forefront of your life and to purpose daily to be love in action by living in love the word of God. Listen, when we share life applications through the word of God on how to live our daily lives, we must be love in action. Listen, I thank you all for tuning in. And remember to give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. Until next week, we see you again. God bless each and every one of you. Amen.